Well, first I'd like to read a verse from the fourth canto, 23rd chapter, 16. Shitim ambasitate jas yado bayao nabas yamum kani. You can repeat kani. kani. The different holes in the body for the sense organs. The different, different holes in the body for sense organs. Akashi. Akashi. In the sky. In the sky. Dravam. Dravam, the liquid substance, the liquid substance, toye, toye, in the water, in the water, yatastanam, yatastanam, according to proper situation, according to proper situation, vibhagasha, vibhagasha, as they are divided, as they are divided, shitim, shitim, earth, earth, ampasi, ampasi, in the water, in the water, tut. That that, 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 that tejasi in the fire in the fire ada ada the fire the fire vayao vayao in the air in the air nabasi nabasi in the sky in the sky amum amum that that translation in this way according to different positions of the various parts of the body Prithumaraj merged the holes of his senses with the sky. His bodily liquids, such as blood and various secretions with the totality of water, and emerged earth with water, then water with fire, fire with air, air with sky, and so on, purport. In this verse, two words are very important. Yatastanam vibhagasha, in Srimad Bhagavatam, second canto, fifth chapter. Lord Brahma clearly explained to Narada how the creation took place, and he explained one step after another the proper divisions of the senses, the controller of the senses, the objects of the senses, and the material elements. And he also explained how they are created one after another. The air from the sky, the fire from the air, the water from the fire, the earth from the water, etc. It is important to know thoroughly the process of creation as it, as it applies to this causing manifestation. Similarly, this body is also created according to the same process by the Supreme Lord. The personality of Godhead, after entering the universe, creates the cosmic manifestations one after another. Similarly, the living entity, after entering a womb of a mother, also collects his gross and subtle bodies, taking ingredients from the totality of sky, air, fire, water, and earth. The words yatastanam vibhagasha indicate that one should know the process of creation and one should meditate upon the creative process inversely and thus become free from material contamination. Om jnana timirandasya jnana shalakaya chakshurun vidatandina tasmai shri gurave namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Dina Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadahvayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Suyuta Padukamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrachatam Sahagana Raghunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvetam Sadvatutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bando Jagatpate 
Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Panamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpa Turubhyascha Kripa Sundopya Evacha Patitanam Pavani Pyo Vaishnavi Pyo Namaha Nitai Namine Che Namirhate Shadhamudyanam Dite Chere Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Shiva Sari Gaura Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So especially in this verse, the words yatastanam vibhagasha indicate that one should know the process of creation and should meditate upon the creative process inversely <laughs> and thus become free from material contamination. We have, of course, in the Sri Shapanishad, Vayura Nilamamritam Atidam Bashmantam Shariram Om Kratosmara Kratamsmara Kratosmara Kratamsmara Let this temporary body be burnt to ashes and let the air of life be merged with the totality of air. Now, my Lord, please remember all my sacrifices. And you, because you're the ultimate beneficiary, please remember all that I've done for you. There's, uh, in this, uh, today's verse, we just looked at a description of how all of the forms in the material world are manifest from the subtle level to the gross level. And <clears throat> that is described in, uh, in somewhat uh, of some detail in the Srimad Bhagavatam, how the, the various manifestations of uh, subtlety come into a more a grossified form. Uh, earth, or a sound into space, touch into air, form into fire, fire into taste, taste a taste of water, uh, water to smell, to earth. Actually, earth, smell, earth, taste, water, form, fire, touch, air, and sound, space. And it's easy to give analogies. Uh, it may sound fantastical how it is that everything's coagulated in this world in various forms from subtle to gross, but we see it before our own eyes every day. We see the clouds and there's water in the sky. And when it condenses, it becomes a little thicker. It comes from a subtle state into a grossified state of clouds. And then you get precipitation and due to atmospheric conditions, that precipitation may also become frozen into snow and one substance becomes manifest in various different forms. Actually, the entire material creation starts with a nondescript substance, but when it's agitated by the three modes of material nature, by the Lord's glance and the time element, it begins to manifest. And the very subtle element, the Mahatattva becomes grossified and comes into various forms. Why this is important is mentioned in this verse is one may, might think that this material world's the all in all and then become enamored of it and want to stake a claim here and say, this is mine. So it's as, as good as saying, this is my ice cube on a hot day. I, I, I'm claiming this ice cube. Good luck getting it home, sir. Uh, it won't last long. Or if you purchase an ice cube, somebody sells you an ice cube on a street corner on a hot day. How much is it? One billion dollars. This is a rare ice cube. Well, good luck getting it home. 
the material forms formed from subtle to gross then also dissemble themselves. And as mentioned here, the yogis or the great devotees who have yogic powers also know the process of dissembling the material creation. So why does Prabhupada say in the purport that we should also know the process of <clears throat> inverse creation? It's because we've got ourselves into a pickle, um, maybe a mango pickle. And we're in a situation here where we're connected to an energy that's very incongruous with our nature and it's bewildering. So if you know the process for reversal, for coming out of this situation and attaining your original state, which is full of bliss and knowledge, then you're in a good situation. And this is the process of yoga, how to do that. So as carrying over from our original discussion this morning, that everything manifests from sound. That's the subtle element that creates the various forms in the world that, that uh, also can uncreate them. So when there is mistakes in our, the sound that we make, we call this defective sound. I, I speak without uh, alignment, without knowledge and Speaking words without knowing what one's saying becomes disorienting. It causes confusion in relationships. You might notice it if you're not understanding what the other person's saying or the person's speaking incoherently or imprecisely. It may cause a misunderstanding. Uh, that kind of energy pervades the world when there's defective sound. Perfective sound, on the, other, on the other hand, comes from understanding uh, what the original sound vibration is and then representing that. This comes in the form of mantra, of course, and Krishna Kata of all forms, as mentioned by Narada in the Srimad Bhagavatam. When you speak sound vibration, when you make sound vibration, that's separate in vision from the, our original conscious source, Krishna, when it's disconnected, when that sound vibration is disconnected, he said, it disturbs the mind with many forms, names, and results, just like a boat on water is disturbed by the wind when the boat has no resting place. So <clears throat> the process of spiritual life begins with the tongue and it begins with refining our speech. And when we can do that, when we make the sound vibration perfect in our life, we don't waste a word. Then uh, we've rediscovered the secret of primal sound and we can dissemble the mistaken creations, the not well thought out, all hyphenated word, creations that we've made in this world because of misguided sound vibration that we've listened to or that we've ourselves created. So we can undo the mistakes. We can untie them. This is in line with the verses from the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, second chapter. Bidyate hridaya grantish chijante sarvasam shaya being described by Sutta Goswami, rather Sutta Goswami describes that there's a progressive process of dissembling the material conundrum or the entanglement that we have in the world, beginning with serving those who have perfected their sound vibration. How do you know if somebody is spiritually advanced by the sound vibration they make? Just by getting around those who are satam, they're perfect in their sound. Then 
we hear the sound vibration they're making, we also become perfect. What do we do? We serve those whose sound is perfect. And that's indicated in the verse, Shushu Sho Shuradhana Sya Vasudeva Kataruchi, Syan Mahatsevaya Vipra Punya Tirtan Chevana. When we do that, we ourselves get the greatest treasure, which is a desire to hear perfective sound. This is the indication that one is advancing in spiritual life. If one develops the urge, just like you have an urge to eat a big jar of peanut butter for no good reason, you get the urge to hear about Krishna, to hear perfective sound. The same kind of vegams that are mentioned in the Upadeshamrita, Vachu Vegam, Manasakrodha Vegam, Jiho Vegam, Udurupasta Vegam, Itan Vegam, Yovishahitira, Sarvamapimam, Prithivindusisha. These Vegams or urges of the senses compel us to connect with the objects according to the conditioning of the, each one of the senses in the modes of material nature to a corresponding object, which is in that particular mode of nature. And this is perpetuating the process of karma in the material world. If, however, one can develop the vega or the urge to hear Krishna Kata or perfective sound, the mantra, and the descriptions about Krishna, which are all perfected mantras, then one has the secret to spiritual life. And those who are already addicted to that process, we must. Uh, congregate with them. If we congregate with those who have that propensity to hear and perfective sound, then we ourselves will become perfected from the inside out. And that's how we undo all the mistakes that we've accumulated here in the material world. They're cut. It's We slash through them through perfective sound. So if you don't like what you've created in your life, the kind of body that you created for yourself because of the association you had, the kind of car you're driving, the kind of job you have, the kind of work hours you have, the school you're going to, the family you have, the nation you live in, the sports team that was assigned to you, whatever you have right now, you've created through your sound vibration, either by listening or by speaking it. So if you don't like what you've created, undo it, uncreate it. How do you uncreate it? By non-application of the conglomerating process. The conglomerating process is speaking a, a particular set of sentences based either on the modes of material nature or on perfective transcendental sound. Anyad evahur vidyaya, anyadahur avidyaya. This means that if you accept perfect knowledge, which is manifest through perfect sound vibration, it comes from the spiritual world, then you'll untangle yourself. If you accept imperfect knowledge, avidya, based on the bodily concept of life, on the false ego that I belong to the material world, then you conglomerate the <clears throat> material situation. All of the things that we have are conglomerated by that sound. How do you undo it? By non-application of the conglomerating process. Don't conglomerate it by imperfect sound. So this goes to the recommendation of the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is to recognize that all creations start with sound and then to purify the sound vibration around us. So let's just take a couple of reflections before I go into the next section. And I'm gonna check the board in case some of you are writing up there and I didn't see it yet. Board is open. 
and so is the bridge. Make some sound, sound vibration, please. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna. This is Sadhu Vrindavan Das. Lucky thing for me. Go ahead. Um, so you're talking about how um important the spiritual vibration was, and I was just thinking about the story of Ajamala, how he actually he was on his deathbed and the how the Yamadutas came and he was about to get pulled away to um Yamaraj's abode and he chanted uh, uh Narayana. He was actually calling his son. Um uh but then the um a Vishnudutas came and they you know, they told the uh, of Yamaraj that even though um he called his son Narayana the the spiritual vibration or the name is so pure that it freed him from the Yamadutas. And um, he eventually he returned back to the abode um, of the Lord. Thank you, Sadhu. This section of the Srimad Bhagavatam is called Poshana, or protection of a, by the Lord. And there's an indication of this in the very first chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, when Sutta Goswami says, or perhaps that's Shonaka. Could you check that, please, Shivatsa? Shonaka. Uh, and he says that there's no difference between the name and the Lord Himself, and we can derive all protection from the name, which is feared by fear personified, just by saying the name at any time. Oh, Krishna. Hare Krishna. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would leave his ashram to go to another place, he would start by chanting, Krishna, 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 hey. Krishna, 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 Krishna 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 Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. It was um it was Shauna Krishna and the sages to Sutta Goswami. Shaunaka to Sutta Goswami speaking, setting up this concept of the Lord and his name being done different. And how Poshana, the Lord is there to protect us here in this in this world through the vibration of his name. Deva Vrata Prabhu. Maybe his hands up from before. Okay, we have a reflection here. I'm here. Yes. Okay, go ahead. I just wanted to share a little uh, anecdote from book distribution in relationship to 
how sound vibration affects your consciousness. The other day we were at the Walmart parking lot and I don't know exactly what happened between this devotee and this individual, but the person walked away and he was upset and he came up to me like saying, you guys are a bunch of cheaters. And I was like, hey man, I'm, I'm sorry. And basically I was trying to apologize and smooth the situation over. And then he was explaining to the lady I was speaking with about what had happened. And the lady's like, well, he did nothing wrong. You know, he just has to protect his own assets. And so the guy went in and then he's coming out. When I saw him coming out, I was like, you know, I really want to leave him with a good impression. So I went up to him and I, I just offered him like a free book. I was like, hey man, I'm sorry about whatever happened. You know, I'd like you to have this. Sorry for any misunderstanding. And then the guy just kind of stormed past me. He's like, you didn't do anything wrong. He's like, it's all, and he pointed to Walmart. He's like, they're just pissing me off. And he pointed to Walmart. And I was just thinking how he went from like one vibration of blame to the next vibration of blame. It's probably the devotee probably didn't do anything wrong. This guy's just, you know, releasing this vibration of blame, blame, blame. So everything that comes back to him is puts him in a situation of blame. <laughs> yeah. This is a, uh, and the Gita Christian talks more about sama or being equal in all circumstances than he does about meditation or any other concept. And unless we categorically see the material world as the entangling place it is and respond to it in a, an appropriate way, not reacting according to our expectation that we have our senses satisfied by every situation in the world, then we're always being moved by happiness and distress and whatever perspective we have becomes validated by the material nature. Yeah, you learn so much on Sankirtan, right? By seeing all the circumstances and then applying it to Shastra. I like too that you tried to leave a good impression with him. Thank you, David Vrata. Okay, we have here from Mayank. He says, I really like the point that we have the power to uncreate whatever unwanted things and upadis we have created in the material world by non-application of the conglomerating process. Yeah, turn it around. You can melt it back uh, to the to where to whence it came. Start a process over again. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. This is Madhav Govindadas. Oh, well, that's fortunate for us. Hare Krishna Madhava Govinda Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Uh, Maharaj, I was just requesting if you could just expand on the uh, point that you just mentioned by of the by non uh, by the non application of the conglomerate of can you just conglomerating process. Yes. Vantiga, a conglomerate, please. What does that mean? Um, conglomerate means um, the verb, right? Yeah. Uh, the verb is to gather together in a into a compact mass. <laughs> gather together in a compact mass. So in relationship to today's verse, when yogis are leaving the world, they <clears throat> unconglomerate. We've collected the particular body that bodies that we have right now are a manifestation of our previous desires that were manifest then because of sound vibration. Where's that stated? It's in the Bhagavad Gita. Yang yang vapi svaran bhavam tajatyante kalevaram tam tam vaitikonteya sadatad bhava bhavita. When, when we leave this body, we've amassed emotions, desires, amassed them. We've become habituated to certain activities, either deliberately or by default. And it is the, the force of those collected desires and habits that carries us to the next body. As mentioned also in the 15th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, uh, where Krishna says, Shariram yadavapnoti yachat 
Vukramatishvara Grihitvaitani Samyati Ivayaragandam Ivashayat. It's a very scientific process that our desires, which are very subtle, then become grossified. Just as much as you might think of if you walk in wet, wet cement or wet sand and you leave impressions there, there's a grossification caused by, uh, okay, so then it solidifies. If you were to pour some plaster of Paris in the mold made by your feet, you would get a representation of your foot. So the impressions that we deposit or that we allow to be made within our chitta, within our minds, then in the next life are filled in by material nature. It's the filling in of our own impressions that creates the next body. Shotram chakshu sparshanam cha rasanam granam evacha. So what's this verse saying? The next verse is saying that you get a perfect mold, perfectly designed by you because you've collected a mindset by your association. Purusha prakriti stohi punkte prakriti jangunam kanaram gunasangosya sarasadyoni janmasu. Whatever good or bad body you get, how did you get it? Karanam gunasanga, because of your association with the modes of material nature, you chose to associate in a particular way. Now it becomes grossified from the subtle level, from your prana, from your chitta. Now it manifests outwardly in the material nature. There's a mechanism. There's a whole team that helps you fill it in. Karmana daivani traina jantur deho papateye Externally, it seems like a man places semen in the womb of a woman and therefore body is manifest. But Kapila Dave says, there's a, there's a superior authority that's extremely intelligent and adept at giving exactly, precisely what you've created for yourself. So in your next life, in your next body, uh, you manifest a particular form. You get a particular kind of ear. You maybe you get raccoon ears, or maybe you get uh, the long body of a worm. These are all by force of material consciousness. This is called karma, the force of material consciousness. So the way that uh, we stop that process we reverse the process is by deliberately reversing the sound vibration this is called mantra the life of mantra we choose those sound vibrations that create a spiritual body that put us in line with service to our original conscious divine source krishna the particular sound vibration that's prescribed is Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Iti Sodasakam Nam Nam Kali Kalma Shanashanam. Kali Kalma Shanashanam. All of the ways that you messed up because of being in the in a bad environment in Kali Yuga. Kali Kalma Shanashanam, they will be reversed by the mantra. Kali Kalma Shanashanam. You feel yourself down by Kali Yuga? Do you feel you've been cheated by life? Do you feel you're deprived of what you wanted to always have? Did you get the wrong body, wrong nose, wrong ears? Kali Kalma Shanashanam. Do you hate what's going on in the age of Kali? Do you despise listening to the news because everything's so messed up? Reverse it. Chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. You not only reverse it for yourself, you leave that powerful vibration spinning in the world and it starts like a whirlwind to reverse the anomalies, the the anomalous situations created by defective sound, which is pervading the world. That's the problem. That's where the the epidemic of, of envy and the epidemic of 
sectarianism, and then of course, physical disease manifests from these subtle anomalies and the world becomes out of kilter. And the way to put it back again is by putting the transcendental vibration, which puts it in harmony with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's the Maha Mantra. So uh, this is yoga. This is the process of yoga. It's the Maha Mantra. There's nothing else in the Kali Yuga. All else is folly. All else is, is defective in this age, except for the chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. There's an ocean of faults in this world. We're swimming in it. And the only way out of it, the, the way to actually overcome that ocean, to cross beyond it, is by the mantra, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. So that unconglomerates what we've created after many, many lifetimes of momentum. It's so powerful, that sound vibration, that it can undo all the mistakes. Maybe you made a hundred mistakes. Maybe you made a billion mistakes possible over many lifetimes. Let's say you lived for a, through a hundred kalpas, of jiva soul in the material world, 311 trillion years times a hundred, then how many lifetimes did you have? Billions and billions and billions of lifetimes. And let's say in those life, all those lifetimes, in each lifetime you made an accumul uh, accumulation of an average of 10,000 mistakes. How much is that altogether? Anybody add it up in their head? It's an exponential number. Yeah. It's a lot of mistakes. How to reverse all of those? One product, one stop, one, one mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Take that mantra, it undoes all of them. It cuts through all of it. It reverses all of it. It undoes the conglomeration caused by the sum total of all of these mistakes, which are caused or are manifest through defective sound vibration. So this is the reversal of the conglomerating process, the Hare Krishna, the mantra itself. Who would not run to that place where it was available for sale? Sir, I have available for you one mantra that will undo all the mistakes you've ever made in your whole life. Will you run and purchase that mantra? Immediately. What will you pay to get that mantra? Therefore, Rupa Goswami, he says, Krishna Bhakti Ras Bhavitomati Kriyatam Yadi Kuto Pilabhyate Tatamulyamikamulyamikalam Janmakoti Sukritir Nilabhyate. says, walk, I don't walk, run. If you hear about this, you run to that marketplace and you grab it as fast as you can. And if you have greed for it and you understand what it is, the Hare Krishna mantra, you say, I'll pay any price. You just give me the mantra. I'll take it. And I'll do whatever I can to keep that mantra going all the time. Then you can come to the perfect stage of life. Hare Krishna, Guru Hare Krishna. Um, one more point I really want to share. Um, Harinama Mahamantra Lavatumi Magi, that uh, song I really like. And about the well that you said, I just remember one thing I want to add uh, that we used to go, uh, as I said, we used to go to different wells. And then we found that now one well has a sweet water and then we stuck with that well and we only drank and we named that well so we don't make mistakes. So just like that, we are sticking one with uh, chanting and this process, uh, just stick with one thing and don't get confused. Uh, thank you. So just beg for it. Bhakivinoda recommends this is the spiritual process, beg for the Maha Mantra. 
And your second point, you name the wells in your town so you didn't make a mistake. Yes, so we, we knew which one, which well has a sweet water uh. because we, we went different wells to find out which well has a sweet water so we could drink. And then yeah. we finally found one well that, okay, now, and then we named it so then we won't make mistakes. So we only went to that well to drink water, just to get water for drinking water. I see. Thank so, you. so I'm thinking, no, relating with this uh, chanting. So know what you're doing. Know where to go. I mean, this is what the Bhagavatam is pointing us to. It's a, don't waste time. Dharma projitikaita votra paramo. There's so many different wells out there. Don't get confused. Don't get cheated. Don't go here or there. Take the main thing. That's the consolidation that's taking place in the Bhagavad Gita, both in the Gita and in the Bhagavatam, the consolidation. Is don't forget all these things. At the end of Gita, Krishna says, Sarvadaraman Prityaja, forget all this other stuff. Go for the main thing. Surrender to me. And just do that. And everything else will be taken and then taken care of. In the beginning of the Bhagavatam, we have the continuation of that thought, dharma satam, that here you have, uh, we're rejecting anything that's not the main thing. The main thing is pure devotion to Krishna. And how to attain that? It's stated at the beginning of the Bhagavatam and at the end, it's Harinam. It's all Harinam. It's all connected with Krishna's name. That can be exported. It can be, it's extremely portable. Uh, Vijay so Damodar. Oh, thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Vijay Damodar Prabhu writes, you mentioned everything comes from sound and use that as a logical basis to glorify the use of sound in the underwinding process. Apologize for the academic question, but by that logic, sound itself comes from false ego. Why don't we give even greater respect and importance to false ego in the spiritual process? First of all, uh, this question about sound and how it can be transformative comes up in the Bhagavatam in the 10th canto. The prayers of personified Vedas ask the very same question. And actually, it's Parikshit Maharaj who asked the question to Shukadev Goswami. Shukadev then defers to the personified Vedas who defer to uh, the Kumaras or perhaps it's the other way around, the Kumaras uh, deferring to the personified Vedas, all have asked the same question. How is it that a material sound vibration generated apparently from false ego can then become perfective? And Prabhupada said, this is a referendum on whether Krishna is personal or impersonal. Now, if he's personal and he's in control of all his energies, and to what degree is he control of all his energies? Ishvara Parama Krishna. He's the Ishvara of everything, the supreme Ishwar, so much so that Krishna can hear everything, see everything, know everything all the time at, in every place. Vedaham samatitani vartamanani charjuna bhavishani chabhutani mamtu vedanakashjana. Nobody knows Krishna, but he knows everybody. He knows everything, knows everybody. In fact, 10th canto, 14th chapter, it's mentioned by Brahma that Krishna can hear and see through the ears and eyes of all the living entities. So as an example, Krishna is sitting, I'll say Sukeshri, because someone will think I mean Krishna, Krishna. Sukeshri is sitting there, and Krishna can use her senses, her eyes, to see what's going on in that house he's noticing. Just like we hear that some countries, they eavesdrop on us through our cell phones. You got your cell phone sitting on the table. You're having a conversation like, uh, I like oats. I like wheat. And somebody there, some in other countries, actually through some kind of hacking into your software is listening. He likes oats. She likes wheat. And Krishna, he can hear everything from every side. Not only that, <clears throat> the, the personified Vedas point out, he's the master of all energies. So when one chants his holy name, especially when it's derived from the right source and the intention is aligned, then he transforms that into a, a direct 
spiritual sound vibration that purifies the soul. The proof of that, that it can go the other direction is given in the Shastra, where it's described that if somebody, a Vaishnava mukun girnam putam harikatam ritam kartavyam sarpochishta yatapaya. A sound vibration, even if it's apparently spiritual, uh, by spoken by somebody who's intentionally changing the meaning uh, will not have the same transformative effect. So the, the Shastras all point to the Shabda or the sound vibration that comes originally from the spiritual world. It gets inculcated into the heart and mind of, of a person who then re-speaks it with the same intention and then the potency is undeniable. Sri Madhava Mahotsava Prabhu says, regarding the importance of sound, Srila Prabhupada mentions in Srimad Bhagavatam 2.111 purport, the third offense against the holy name is neglecting the instructions of the acharyas and previous spiritual masters. Does that, if I don't read Srila Prabhupada's books regularly, that I'm making an offense at the feet of the holy name? Um, I don't know what you mean by regularly. It's a good idea to read because you'll be happy and you'll also be well adjusted and you'll also be encouraged in spiritual life. But uh, if you miss a day or a week or something like that, it doesn't mean it's an offense. It means that um, you didn't, you weren't able to take advantage of, of everything that's available. And when we do that, then we may lack taste at some point and then we might become offensive by saying, ah, oh, this doesn't work. It's imaginary. We'll commit the fifth offense because we didn't apply ourselves all the way. So um, apply yourself as much as possible to the process. Next one is, uh, this morning I heard this statement from Srila Prabhupada. This is from Chitraleka Saki. She said uh, the statement, I was reminded of it when hearing from you now, it's a reflection. So Krishna's power is unlimited, anapavargavirya. If we take Krishna's shelter, if we become actually surrendered to Krishna, then all power of Krishna is behind you. And in this age, Krishna is so kind, even though we cannot worship Krishna properly, still anywhere we can chant the holy name Hare Krishna, and Krishna, the Krishna is there with his all power from a lecture of 1843 from Mayapur, October 23rd, 1974. Thank you. Very much to the point, Chitrin Kasaki. Okay, we'll take a couple more uh, questions or reflections. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna, Yogesh. This is, I meant to say, I have been uh, raising my hand and lowering hand because you are answering my questions before <laughs> I could question them. <laughs> so thank you so much. Uh, this is the rather fourth question that you answered without, I meant to say, I, I 100%, not 100, I meant to say 10,000%, I, 10, I believe that there is a connection between us so which is which is making you answer those questions before i could you know trouble you for the same but one thing that i realized that you know at the sound level i uh, now i'm getting maybe please correct my understanding that at even at the sound level why i should associate with devotees because when my uh, senses are contaminated my even my you know, I'm just chanting probably, but I, my other senses are not really cooperating and working as the way it is. And I'm not able to take the right decision. Being there with the devotees, their sound, whatever comes, you know, as you said, like Krishna is looking uh, through Sukeshwari Mataji's eyes into the house. The same way Krishna is speaking through some devotee and giving me the guidance that I really need right now at this point of time. And I, I'm going to say, I have already messed up a lot with my own actions and my own material judgments. And, you know, and now uh, I am just begging Krishna that, you know, you help me. And I know I'm not that much uh, 
good enough to get direct mercy but then definitely through devotees i think i am getting it and uh, that's the that's the ultimate reason for associating with devotees probably is my understanding today yes and this phenomenon of having questions answered is quite um revealing i know in our readings at govardhan when we sit and read together for several hours a day there's a way in which uh, devotees often have questions, but if we keep hearing, find on the next page, the next page, the next page, it's answered. Uh, it's good to have good questions. It's also good to keep listening until one can see, are they answered? Uh, if you don't have questions, you can't have them answered, just like it says in that uh, musical self-Pacific or whatever it's called. If you don't have a dream, how are you gonna have a dream come true? So uh, generate questions based on your intense desire to be more fixed in the practice. And then when you listen, Krishna will help to answer those questions through the, the um, association of devotees, through the guru and so forth. That's his, that's his process of answering the questions. And then we become edified by that. Okay, we have a question here from Shamrasika Devi Dasi, who says, when we start expecting from our chanting to give us spiritual strength, we tend to become very low when we do not get that strength, how to not expect anything. Thank you. How to not expect anything? Uh, well, you can make a prayer. Krishna, I don't deserve anything, but if you give me a little something, I'd appreciate it. Um, consider oneself very lowly and unworthy and um, become notice also the, the subtleties of the process of chanting or the results of chanting because those are not insignificant and it really depends on what you're expecting uh, some disciples of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur approached him and complained of not having a taste for the holy name. He said, how long have you been chanting? They said, 11 years. He said, oh, I'm relieved then. Uh, he said, because I thought if you had been chanting for a long time, then you might have expected some taste. And uh, Chiru Prabhu told us in Australia in 1970, when he was with Prabhupada, he asked him a question. He said, Prabhupada, how long does it take to get a real taste for chanting the holy name. The prophet waited about him to answer. And then he said, 40 years. So it's, it's not that one doesn't get some taste from chanting, uh, even in the very beginning. In fact, some people would chant the first time, tears start pouring from their eyes. I've seen it in various sanghas around the world. New people come in and they sit down. They didn't even know what the Hare Krishna mantra is. And they start chanting and they can't keep going because they're just tears pouring out of their eyes. So friends say, what's wrong? They say, I have no idea what's wrong. I'm just, a, there's an emotional. There was one person I saw up in Canada and every time she'd come to the kirtan and she wasn't a, you know, she wasn't an imitator or something like that. She didn't even know enough to imitate. She just could not get through the syllables because she just became choked up by the sound of the mantra. And other effects of the mantra are that one gets good intelligence and so forth to uh, to stay in the process of Krishna consciousness. Shraddha and then Sukeshri. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, uh, Thank you so much for the fantastic topics for the two sessions that you picked up today. <laughs> I was just um, <laughs> thinking about the conglomerating process and actually the deconglomerating also. And I, I noticed that um, the conglomerate, I can't even pronounce it, the process is defined as um, that you bring things together, different entities together, and they retain their originality. And I was just thinking from the point of view of the complete conglomerating process where you bring in earth, water, fire to make the body, and then the soul is put inside it, but it's still a separate entity. So it's, you know, it's mm. not that. And that deconglomeration, I was also thinking about vayur, anilam, amritam, asmantam, shariram. So I, I'm giving back the air of life to the air. Air goes back to the air. So it's you know, the deconglomerating or, you know, Hadhitrash also does it in Bhagavatam. 
when he goes back, he's returning all those things. It's like, you know, it's, things are still separate to understand that Dhritarashtra was separate from the earth, water, fire, whatever he was giving back. Yes, this is uh, how Krishna describes knowledge. He defines knowledge. Shetragnam chapi mam viti sarva shetri shubharata shetra shetragnayo jnanam yatash jnanam matambama. Real knowledge means to see the separation between the self and the conglomerated elements of the body, both gross and subtle, which is called the shetra. And we are the shetra ya, which means that we're the observer of that. We're separate from it. Prabhupada mentions, if you put a drop of water in oil, it won't mix, or vice versa. Put a drop of oil in water. You'll see it does, it never mixes. So those with the eyes of uh, eternity, they see I'm not mixed with the material nature. And therefore, Krishna says, fifth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, naiva kinchit karomiti yuktomani tatvavit pashyan shrinvan svasan jigyan ashan gachan sapan shasan. A person who is in divine consciousness notices that all the functions of the body are going on automatically and that I have absolutely nothing to do with them. Nothing at all. They're just going on. So this uh, deconglomerating process puts one in this vision that I'm I'm suspended here in the material world. I'm not really part of the material world. I'm just here uh, temporarily mixed in, but I'm not really mixed. It doesn't, I never mixed. I've never been mixed. The only way in which I'm mixed is by my identification with matter through my desire. This is, this a vision, uh, I make a sangha with this inferior nature by looking at it and identifying that this is mine. I will control it. And then it, it becomes part of you. You connect to it, to that energy. It becomes yours. My body, my family, my country, my nation, everything becomes my, my, my. And now I have a sangha with the material world, which is false. Okay, Sukeshri, and then we're back over to, uh, okay, go ahead. Hi, Krishna Prabhu. Prabhu, I, 2020, I had a goal that I wanted to understand how the modes of material nature work. So amazingly, all through the year, you know, through books, through lectures, you know, so different ways, I kind of, you know, got a little bit understanding of it. Today, I was just thinking, reflecting on what we've been discussing on uh, sound, and I realized that um, this is also one of the answers that I want. Um, the sound that I expose myself to, also makes a difference in which mode I am. So I was just reflecting on that, that if I expose myself to Krishna Kata, you know, talking with um, devotees about Krishna, you know, the pastimes, chanting, all of this is actually going to keep me above the modes. <laughs> but if I get into the other material stuff, then um, uh, my mode would change. So I just wanted to talk, uh, mention that. Thank you. Yes, every realm is defined by the sound vibration om purva these are various phases of consciousness and they're represented by these syllables om purva and the corresponding sound vibration in those various realms every life has a soundscape just as every movie you want to go to a movie with no sound even in the days of the of the uh what were they called before the silent films they had music playing vaudeville. and it would be major might what vaudeville right vaudeville they used to call it was called vaudeville yeah and then they had an organ on the side playing music they'd have an organ on the side playing music because nobody could stand just watching the the characters move with no sound even though they didn't have the they, they couldn't synchronize the sound with it and then even they then they put the sound they became talkies just like I used to live in Bangalore, right near Navarantakis. And uh, then they had Takis, but they still have music. Every, every movie has a soundscape, has a soundtrack and, uh, to create the mood and the era and all that kind of stuff. And our lives also have that. So we've been talking in recent classes about uh, examine the soundscape that you have in your, in your life. 
and you'll see what mode of nature you're in. You'll also be able to adjust it if you if you improve the soundscape. Okay, yes, from the ashram of AKD Mahesh and Krishna Incorporated. <laughs> How can we direct your call? Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Mind to you, Prabhu. I really, I really liked um, this, this picture. You know, it came timely on sound vibration. Uh, but I was, you know, you, you told us that from sound, um, sound creates everything. And then what was coming to my mind is um, the verse from Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, fifth chapter, 11th verse. Tatvak visargo jantaga viplo. So here, um, Narad Muni uses the word visarga, which means creation. So, and then Sri Prabhupada translates it into, uh, it's a creation of a different world. Uh, uh, so, and then it's, it can, it can actually, um, uh, you know, trans bring revolution in the misdirected lives of the human civilization. So, uh, so while as you know, sound creates everything, sound itself, I mean, spiritual sound itself is a creation, but not of this world, but, but of, of a different world. So that was uh, that was coming to my mind. So thought of sharing. Thank you. Perfect application and citation. Tadvagvisargo janataga viplavo. So this viplava means like it's imagery of a boat being flipped over. The whole scam of the whole material world. Everyone's like, yeah, this is how it works. This is these are the rules. Uh, uh, and you know, where did you get those? We just made them up. So the spiritual sound vibration, it turns the whole material idea on its head. It flips it, viplava. So tadvag visargo janataga viplava yasmin pratishloka mabadya vatyapi namanyanan tasya yashon kitaniyat shrinvanti ganyanti grananti sadhava. Prabhupada points out namanyanan tasya. There are ananta, unlimited names of the Supreme. And when you get the name, of the supreme then you've got everything it's like that's the beginning of any relationship it's like what's your name i didn't get the name oh no you missed the name and you get the name then you can start there and your point about how it's it's sound that comes from a different realm it's imported sound it's coming from a different realm it's not from the the realm not the soundscape you're used to in the material world which is tinged with the three modes of material nature there's some implication in that implicating us in sense gratification which binds us to the material world but rather the sound vibration of liberation comes from the hearts of the servitors of the supreme personality of godhead in the spiritual world this is called prem sankirtan when prataparudra maharaj was on the roof watching all of the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu come from Navadip into Jagannath Puri. And so uh, they were describing what is Gopinath Acharya, who are all of these different devotees. He was identifying them all for the king. This is such and such. This is the great Advaita Acharya. He wanted to know who's that. And what is that sound they're making? So no one ever heard anything like it before. When they started the sound vibration and Shiva Sangam, the Hindus around there say, you don't, this is, no, you can't do that. This is not the mantras. And you don't sing it like that. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, now take it out to the street. And then everybody complained and the, the police came. There was a whole brouhaha that took, that broke out. And Mahaprabhu uh, met with the Kazi. Everything was solved. So this beautiful sound vibration that Mahaprabhu brought then was Prataparuja heard, he said, what is that? I've never heard anything like it. And he said, Gopinath says, that is called Prem Sankirtan. It is the creation of the Lord. A special kind of uh, chanting of the, of the Lord's names imbued with Prema. And so that's what revolutionizes the world. The Srimad Bhagavatam, the holy name, Hare Krishna, just Hare Krishna. That's all you need, Hare Krishna and the Bhagavatam and the Bhagavad Gita and Vijay is your uncle and you're ready to go. So, you know, we've got that in a container. We can take it out. We can give it to people. We can also consume it ourselves much as you like. We can put a fence around our house and say, this is what I do here. We're free to practice and go as deeply as we wish into the process of Hare Krishna. 
and Srimad Bhagavatam. Who can stop you if you want to read 41 pages a day? You can organize your life around that. Everything else, all the other so-called important things will be pushed away. You'll put the wedge through. And then you'll wedge your way right into the spiritual world. And all the other mistaken concepts will be turned on their head. They'll be dissolved, dismantled, disconglomerated by the hearing process. And that's what we have to offer. That's what we have to take for ourselves. Gopremanande Haribo, Hare Krishna. And now we're going to have a Guru Puja. Because when we worship Srila Prabhupada, we're worshiping the Acharya who brought us, brought the whole world, actually, the process of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all packaged up, ready to go. And then he also gave us the service to like deliver these packages to as many people as possible. Not to the 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 Not to the